0: When I was a young whippersnapper of a managing supervisor at a global PR firm, I landed a well of a new client. It wasn't totally fair. The president of the organization was a good friend of mine, someone I worked with for the first couple of years of my career. He just happened to get a job running this organization and they needed a PR firm. It's all about who you know. And suddenly I was a 27 year old employee who landed a multi-million-dollar account for the agency. Because of that, I was granted access to account work I wouldn't normally have done at that age and wasn't experienced enough yet to handle. But I did get to work with some of the agency's most experienced professionals from several of their offices, including New York City. About a year into the relationship, we had been pitching 60 Minutes to do a profile on the organization. It was highly revered, and the story was perfect for one of their segments. In the months leading up to the three-day visit with the famed TV team, we spent days and days and days preparing the client's team for the visit. A media trainer from the New York office was brought in to work individually with the president. They were ready for the visit. There was just one thing we wanted to be sure was not discussed during the interview, and there was a lot of time preparing the team to block and bridge that question should it come up. Sixty minutes arrived, and they spent three days with the client, touring their production facilities, talking to employees and managers, and spending time with the president of the organization. It went swimmingly well. So well, we celebrated it at the end of the second night. Something I now know to never do, because we jinxed it. The third day actually went well, too, and we were incredibly happy with all the prep work we had done because the client performed extraordinarily well. The talent left to fly home, and the production team was taking down all of their equipment When the client said, I am so glad you didn't ask me about, and then he mentioned the one thing we didn't want him to discuss. The production team kept the tape rolling, which ended up being what the entire 60-minute segment was about. They left the previous three days' work on the cutting room floor. To this day, it hurts my heart to even think about. And yet, it's not an uncommon occurrence. On this week's Spin Sucks podcast episode, we'll discuss how to prepare your spokespeople for the interview of a lifetime and ensure it goes well. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich, Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. I was reminded of my client's story when I read Seth Ehrenstein's article about the CNN debacle in ComPro. One of the things he focuses on is why, 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 why Tim Alberta of the Atlantic was given months-long access to the CNN chief during the first few months of his tenure. It's certainly easy to sit here and armchair quarterback, and hindsight is twenty-twenty, and every other cliche I can think of. But the truth is, This was not a calculated risk. It was just dumb. Certainly, we don't know what went on. And Seth goes so far as to say he thinks this was the doing of Chris Licht and not his comms team. But still, not a smart decision. As we all learn when Alberta's article was published, it eviscerated the CNN chief and led to his ultimate demise five days after publication. Licht was only in the job for five months when Alberta was granted access. And not just access, but extensive access that lasted about eight months. Early in my career, I learned that three days access is an eternity. Nearly a year with untethered access is a long time. As Seth says in his article, if access is risky, extensive access is like driving 180 miles per hour at night without headlights. The analogy perfectly captures the potential danger and lack of foresight in granting such unfettered access. It's crucial for organizations to understand the risks associated with granting access to journalists who may have a vested interest in portraying a particular narrative. While allowing Alberta access may have been intended to provide an inside look and foster transparency, the outcome was disastrous. The article exposed vulnerabilities and flaws within the CN leadership, particularly Lick, severely damaging their reputation. I talked to Seth about his article, and he said Alberta could have written three or four stories based on the egregious things that Lick said to him. It could have been a blockbuster series. And we don't know. Maybe it still will be. This incident serves as a stark reminder that organizations must carefully evaluate the potential consequences of granting extensive access to a journalist of any kind. In just a minute, I'll be back to talk you through how to evaluate if your next media opportunity is the right one. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack. And the second is the PESO model certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick, bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co/slash/spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mracco slash sucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts. The PayScale Model Certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited Payson model certification from SpinSucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com/academy or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. Just like the 60 minutes opportunity for our client, there are numerous instances in which you find yourself excited about pitching a story or when a reporter requests access. It's only natural to feel a surge of anticipation and recognize the potential career definer, such as a feature in a prominent media outlet can have. Or at the very least, you can consider it a pinnacle achievement. However, weighing the benefits against the risks is crucial in every situation. This is the time to explore alternative approaches and strategies. In the case of CNN and Tim Alberta, could they have granted him access to Chris Licht but limited the duration to a week instead of five months? Could they have exercised more control during the interviews to ensure he didn't inadvertently reveal anything egregious or bombshell-worthy while still maintaining transparency and minimizing the potential for reputational harm? Organizations must also ensure that decision-making processes Regarding media access, involve a comprehensive evaluation from multiple perspectives. It is not solely the responsibility of the communications team, or the CEO in this case, but should also involve key stakeholders, including senior leadership and your legal counsel. Adopting a collaborative approach significantly reduces the likelihood of ill-advised decisions that can have far-reaching consequences. The CNN debacle serves as a cautionary tale for all organizations and communicators. It reminds us of the delicate balance between transparency and risk management. While granting access can be an invaluable tool, doing so without implementing proper precautions is, like Ehrenstein said, akin to embarking on a reckless high-speed drive in the dark. It is imperative to learn from these missteps and embrace more strategic and thoughtful approaches to media engagement in order to safeguard an organization's reputation and integrity. Here are a few considerations to guide organizations in their decision-making processes. Number one, assess the potential risks. Before granting extensive access, carefully evaluate the potential risks involved. Consider the likelihood of sensitive information being revealed, the effect on key stakeholders, and the potential damage to the organization's reputation. By identifying and understanding the risks, you can make informed decisions. Number two, define the scope and duration. When granting access, establish clear guidelines regarding the scope and duration of the engagement. Determine the boundaries within which the journalist can operate and specify any off-limits topics or areas. This helps maintain control over the narrative and reduces the chances of unintended consequences, assuming your spokesperson doesn't say, I'm so glad you didn't ask me about such and such. Number three, implement interview controls. During interviews, employee measures to ensure that the spokesperson remains on message and avoids making statements that could be damaging or misinterpreted. In this case, in the case of my client, we should have said anything you say will be on the record. It doesn't matter that the talent has left. It doesn't matter that they're shutting things down. It doesn't matter that only half the cameras are still up. Anything you say is not off the record. Provide media training and guidelines to help the spokesperson navigate sensitive topics and communicate effectively while maintaining transparency. And even when the spokesperson is media trained or is a media expert like Licht, spend some time rehearsing what go wrong. Number four, involve key stakeholders. Including senior leadership and legal counsel in the decision-making is vital. Their insights and perspectives can help identify potential legal implications, reputational risks, and strategic considerations. You can make more well-rounded decisions by engaging a diverse range of viewpoints. Number five, learn from past experiences. Conduct thorough post-mortem analyses of previous media engagements to identify areas for improvement. Assess what worked well and what could have been handled differently. Use these insights to refine your media engagement strategies and enhance risk management practices. And if you've never had the experience of a big media piece like this, ask the Spinsucks community for help. Many of us have had experiences throughout our careers where we can advise you about risks, pitfalls, and challenges. By adopting these approaches, organizations can strike a balance between transparency and risk management. They can leverage media opportunities to enhance their reputation and achieve their communication objectives while minimizing potential pitfalls. The CNN debacle underscores the importance of thoughtful decision-making and the need for strategic media engagement practices. Organizations that embrace these lessons will be better equipped to navigate the evolving media landscape while safeguarding their reputation and integrity. If you'd like to learn more about how the Spin Sucks community can help you plan for your next big media opportunity, you can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's a community full of crazy smart professionals. It's free, it's fun, it's smart, and you might just learn a thing or two from your peers. I'll see you next week.